Hi, Chris. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you very much. Tell you what, today, should we talk about graphic design? Let's do it. So, I'm glad you've reminded me of what we're talking about today, because I've just been in a sea of, of poor rule books. I was trying to figure out like what we're actually talking about today, but there's just all these horrible icons which I don't understand and text on backgrounds, which means I just can't see anything. And, you know, I feel like today we need to bring in some real big guns to help us go through graphic design in board games. So today we are joined by none other than Roy Muldoon, graphic designer, illustrator, game designer, triple threat, music producer also here in his spare time. Um, he's the maker of Scora, the beautiful uh, fishing and feuding Viking style game. He's currently working on a few more games, including Pier 18 and Voyages. And and I have a personal affinity to this fine chap because he's also the illustrator and graphic designer of none other than Tinderblocks. He did a bloody fantastic job of it too. Welcome to the show, Rory. Thank you for coming. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. This has probably been the most requested guest that me and Chris had between the two of us. Uh, it's, it's a bit of like a, a happy chance uh, encounter because when we were looking at people we wanted to talk to, Rory Muldoon was the uh, the top person on both of our lists. And then he actually reached out to us before we had the chance to reach out to him. So yes, I'm glad we could finally get together. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about graphic design. Yes. So um, as it's this part of the show... Rory, I'm going to go easy on you because I like to go easy on the guests and go hard on Rob because I feel like that's the fair thing to do. I know. Uh, So today uh, we're going to be playing a game that I'm going to call Word Palette Wizard. Okay, so Rob, (laughs) um, imagine this if you will. Um, You have your palette of colours, fonts, graphic design, elements. Um, As this is a podcast, we're going to have to use words to replace those so people can can see it with their mind. but the evil wizard has stolen some of your colours, some of your words. And so today, <laughs> your challenge is to describe to me graphic design, but without using the following words, and you might want to write these down. You're not allowed okay. to use the words art, design, colour, font, or layout. Wow, this is tough. So off you go. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to explain graphic design to us, and then when you fail... We'll ask the expert to explain it to us, which is Rory. Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm going to not do this justice. So, Rory, uh, I hope you've got a way to weasel me out of this one afterwards. Um, So, it is (laughs) the signposts to information and joy that guide you through the games you play and the tools you use to complete your quests and manage your adventures uh, with with a gentle ease. I feel, I feel like that's the that's the best I could do without even moderately explaining what graphic design is. <laughs> I like it. I was impressed because I was I was ready with my mouth buzzer to interrupt you with a good old <laughs> when you chose one of those, but I didn't get to use it. So uh, yeah. It'd be really easy to just say graphic design is art, design, colour, fonts and layout, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately the wizard stole those words. It's so. almost as if he chose those words on purpose to make it difficult for you. <laughs> Let's bring Rory in. Let's get someone that knows what they're talking about. Come on, Rory. Give us, if you can give us kind of a... I know this is really mean because it's such a huge area and I don't expect anyone to be able to explain it in like even 30 seconds, but what's your kind of headline of 
what you think about when you think about graphic design. I don't know how I can do do any better, but um, I guess there's this old old adage that um, that art is subjective and graphic design is not. And I think it's sort of visual elements of anything. I mean, in this context, we're talking about games. It's the visual elements which are there to help you to kind of grease the wheels into getting you to understand what you need to understand. Um, and so, you know, it's really important, I think, in a game that you have as little friction between what the player needs to do and what they're actually, you know, and what they're being communicated to do. And good graphic design helps that happen. Bad graphic design gets in the way of that. And I think, you know, it's the sort of ultimate failing of of, um, of graphic design when in the context of games, someone comes to play a game, a good game, and they have a bad experience because for whatever reason, like Rob said, they can't understand the rule book or the icons are too confusing or there's some illegible text or something which is getting in the way of that experience being good and I think um, yeah I think a good graphic design can just help make that really really work and just communicate really clearly I was just going to say that I think that's a really good uh, analogy of like greasing the wheels um, it's definitely or it's like sandpaper on your wheels if, if it's really really bad like uh, I definitely feel when it comes to sort of graphic design um, you know, I think people can get confused with the fact that they think that the the sort of text, the actual content of the text or the rules on the cards or like the powers and abilities of stuff is telling the player what to do. And obviously it is, but it's there's an element of this uh, like intu like things if they feel intuitive, then it can be make that learning process super simple and it can just make things like breeze by on the contrary to that you could do something like have uh, a million different unintuitive icons that this is my absolute bugbear with some of the more like heavy space games that i've played where you'll see like find this icon on the map and that you they just all look the same i think the irony of good graphic design is that you don't notice it it's particularly something you see a lot um, in in prototypes when people kind of have a go at doing some graphic design themselves, which is absolutely what you should be doing because that's what prototypes are for. But um, you know, I think there's a tendency sometimes to go to go really big and to be like, you know, this is a handwritten notes that I'm trying to depict, so I'm going to put it on some crumpled paper and choose a scrawly font and and things like that. But so, you know, and that, and that can definitely work and it can be beautiful. But if it's kind of impeding the way that the player needs to view that information, then you're kind of doing the game a disservice already. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Chris, that you shouldn't really be noticing those things on a kind of detail level. It should be about the whole experience. Um, you know, I think a, um, a publisher who do it really well are Keymaster Games, who make Parks and Space Parks, uh, Space Park and Caper, and um, among others. Um, and they get lauded often for their beautiful artwork. But I think what's what really makes their games stunning is their graphic design. And it's not something that you really notice on a particular level. I mean, you might look at it and go, I like the font they're using there, but probably not. Probably most people look at that as a whole package and say, this is a beautiful game. And part of that is the lovely illustrations and a big part of it is the beautiful graphic design. So yeah, it's just about that kind of overall package. And, um, you know, games are really successful, I think, when they use really effective art and really beautiful graphic design and everything's kind of seamlessly gelling together and pushing towards a kind of a, 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 a you know a beautiful thing 
that you don't really kind of look at on a on a granular level. And it is so easy to get quite carried away in the early stages, especially if if um it sort of almost whatever your skill level. If you get into graphic design, which I feel like if you get into board games, that is an element that though it, you don't have to be like a major in it. It doesn't have to be like why you get into it, but there is so much beautiful graphic design. It's quite naturally you do find yourself having to think about it. Um, whatever your design skills, um, but I think people get confused with it having to be really complicated and like really. Like, I have to sort of really match a theme, really do all this stuff. But early on, like, just really simple, clear icons, really clear fonts, like, a good layout, uh, like, giving component or elements of the cards, like, space to breathe so it's not just information overload is, is a really big uh, sort of pitfall people kind of, like, don't get into at the early stage. How, how early when you're designing a game, let's take Scorer, for example, how early do you consider the graphic design? Um, I mean, it's probably, well, it might be different for me. I'm I'm a graphic designer by trade, as I do to make my living. Um, So I guess I'm thinking about it all the time anyway. Um, But I think typically when I'm working on a game, scorer um, is no exception. I'll do a a couple of paper prototypes, which are just Sharpie on on post-it notes or Sharpie on blank cards. And that's obviously, you know, you're not really thinking about any kind of graphic design there. Although I think any kind any time you're displaying information you know there's an element of information architecture going on even when you're doing kind of handmade stuff you know if you want the word the letter um, the number three to be really big because you want to convey to the player that by choosing this card they get three resources then you know that's the thing you want to be front and center on the card and then if there's any flavor text or or maybe there's a secondary action or something that's maybe a bit smaller. And even kind of at Sharpie stage, you can be thinking about that. Um, it's typically, you know, if I've, if I've done a couple of those prototypes and I think it's there's something interesting there, I'll then do like a, I guess, like a white card model, which will be, I'll, I'll do the assets digitally, but it'll just be very, very plain. Um, like Rob was saying, just a very, very plain font. I'm probably not thinking particularly about conveying the theme in, in the visuals in that, at that point. Um, but it, it's at that point there, which I think you really need to be considering graphic design as something important. And, um, you know, Rob hit nail on the head that I think if you do game design at any level, I think you, you, you are a graphic designer because you're trying to push information to someone in the kind of least abrasive way possible. And particularly if you get to the point with designs where you want to start pitching them to people or you want people to be playing them without you being present to explain them. You really have to be thinking about how that information is is being is being conveyed to them. And I know that I um, I am not a graphic designer. Um, I'm getting better. Um, but one of the things that I found the most useful is I've um, subscribed to the Noun Project to get icons. You know, thousands of icons which I can use in whatever. Um, I realise there's lots of free sites out there like game icons and things like that. Rory, do you have any resources that are your kind of go-to things, things that you'd recommend to people who are getting into like the early stages where they might be able to find assets or fonts or anything like that that they could use? Um, I, uh, yeah, probably unhelpfully, I'm going to say no. Um, I really enjoy making icons. It's something that is a particularly a particular point of pride in 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 my own work so I tend to make them even when I shouldn't you know even when there are options available um I guess I think one of the things which I found really useful recently is just using kind of uh with with um 
the sort of norm being showing your games over like video chat or showing your games remotely um, the swathe of kind of online tools like um, Google Drawing and Google Sheets and things like that, I think, have been really useful. And yeah, anything where you can be a bit collaborative is is great. And talking about online collaborative stuff, I'm looking at our shared Excel spreadsheet here, Rob, and I can see <laughs> that we're coming to the uh, final thoughts part of our podcast. That was uh, <laughs> if that was a graphic design segue, then uh, it was very clear, Chris. Oh, that was nice. the, I knew I knew where I was going with that one. Excellent. You know, yeah, I think uh, it's. I mean, it's been amazing to chat to you, Rory. I wish we could talk for longer. We're definitely going to have to have you on again to talk about the plethora, the plethora of other talents that you have. Um, but I think that ultimately, like when I when I think of graphic design, you know, the rules the the text on the cards this is the map this is how people navigate the game but good graphic design can act as a compass and actually help you find the direction you need to go and so with that i'm gonna say thank you very much rory it's been an absolute pleasure um thanks for having me it's great it's been it's been lovely um and so i'll say bye to you do you want to let us uh, and the listeners know where we might be able to find you and some more of your work um, I guess I'm most active on Twitter, which and I'm Wookiebait on there, which is W O O K I E B A I T. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as Roll Them Bones, which I tend to sort of put work up um, retrospectively. Um, but yeah, and any of those platforms, I'm always up for a chat. So come and find me. Great, and we'll link those in our show notes as well, so people can find those. Um, and so goodbye, Mr. Rob Sparks. I'll find you at boardgamebud.com. And a fine farewell to you both. Chris, I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thanks for listening, everybody. And help your players find their way. <laughs>